Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the On Point Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Greg Locke. Got Brian Lane in the studio with me today, and we are going to have a fall down the step show. There's a lot of crap going on in America right now, and we're going to give you the whole menagerie of all of it in just a few minutes. Well, guess what? I'm trending on Twitter the other day with uh, with Tom Hanks, Brian. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> no, <laughs> I called no, out Tom Hanks this past weekend and Oprah and Joe Biden. And, you know, politically, we always get involved in some stuff. It makes people mad. But uh, I said something about the whole Hollywood pedophilia situation, and it didn't take very long for the world to get super angry. My Twitter inbox is normally like really, really bad, but this week it's been really, 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 really bad. I mean, like death threats, and I mean, these people hate my guts. It's it's unbelievable. Well, you made the uh, the demons restless. You made <laughs> yeah. them restless. I guess when you take Tom Hanks and Oprah Winfrey and you combine them together and you say something uh, naughty, I suppose, about them, the world has a meltdown and everybody goes crazy. And so I've been told to go to hell so many times. It's ridiculous. But the good thing about being told to go to hell is I can't go! Because I'm saved. That's right, man. That's incredible, dude. <laughs> so uh, Twitter's been interesting. I really try to stay off Twitter sometimes, but Brian thinks the only reason I tweet is so that I can uh, actually see when they're going to actually ban me. Uh, I'm no. I, it's it's literally a contest <laughs> to see if you can yeah. outdo each tweet. And yeah. I'm like, dude. He has a death wish on uh, on Twitter as far as getting canceled, but I it, it's <laughs> I really crazy. do try to see how far I can go sometimes. But oh well, hey, they canceled the president of the United States, but uh, you know they banned me a few times and they put me on little restrictions. But uh, so far, I still have my account. Bro, you look you, hundred one thousand followers, but uh, <laughs> you make the president look like Sunday school. <laughs> I'm serious. We'll see. Right now, uh, I mean, there are so many people that that flag my account. You know, why is he still up? Twitter? Why is he still up? Because it's America. I got a free opportunity to say what needs to be said. So sometimes I just kind of push the envelope. I don't really push the envelope as much on the other platforms. But, well, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Thank God. But I, I mean, don't you really would, care you about would, Twitter. So I tell you what, you wear us <laughs> out every week on the social media team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's going to be fun. I'm going to pull up my Instagram. Here, <laughs> I got to make sure I get these speakers correct. That's right. This weekend, Fourth of July, six p.m. to eight p.m. at Global Vision Bible Church here in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. We're having Freedom Fest. Oh, dude, I'm excited about that. I you mean, know, it wasn't but what a month ago, Biden was saying maybe you'll be able to celebrate Fourth of July, bro. You knew that <laughs> pandemic was man. was all about the scheme, man. and now like, it's the what the Delta variant now. Oh, Delta. we got to reinstate all the mandates and all the lockdowns because of the Delta variant. Delta variant, my hind leg. We're gonna have a Freedom Fest. We're gonna have more fireworks than you can imagine. We're gonna wow, make the towns. Incredible. Fireworks look stupid. We have Alan Keyes going to be speaking Sunday night. Man, that's presidential incredible. candidate, one of the greatest, coolest dudes. I've, I've been on his show like three times. He rocks it out. We're going to have Gilad Rossinger back from uh, Israel. I like the way you say Rossinger. You like that? Rossinger. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Hebrew himself. We're going to have Ty and Charlene Bollinger. They're some of my dearest friends, and uh, they run the ministry Truth About Cancer, and they have been canceled many, many times. They have millions of followers, and those people are amazing. Pastor Ken Peters from TCAP, the church at Planned Parenthood, and the Patriot Church Network, Covenant Church, the whole deal. This guy pastors more churches than, uh, than the Apostle Paul did. I mean, he has I'm got a lot you. of churches, but you he's amazing. That. Brad Barton. Brad Barton. With the Little Talk Show. This guy's country is cornbread. I've been on his show a couple of times. My wife actually turned me on to Brad. I don't know. It's been a few months ago. She was watching this guy. He just has this little flag that hangs behind him, and he goes live, and like 12,000 people watch this guy all That's at incredible. one time. He's unbelievable. He has all types of different uh, information. He's really politically connected, but he's just a great friend, and so he's going to be here. And then uh, we do have, and, I, and we can say it, we just can't promote it as far as a... Uh, an actual picture or a graphic. Danny Goki would be here. Oh, Woo! that's exciting. That's hey, that's do we exciting. got one of them little sparkly things or one uh, of them little hand claps? I, I don't know. Hit, hit anything on there. Just uh, hit, let's just hit, oh, hit, hold hit, on. hit let's, a button. Oh, I don't know. No, that's ah, not no, it. That's, hold on, hold on. Let's try again. Hold on. No, nah. that's, uh, that sounds like Joe Biden. That should have been Twitter. 
Oh, Danny Goki will be with us under the tent, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock, this Sunday night, 4th of July. Don't miss. That's Lord so help beautiful. Us. That made Danny sound super sweet. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, guess what? We're suing CNN. <laughs> oh, dude, the behemoth, David versus Goliath. Yeah, we are suing CNN uh, for the whole situation with uh, Coburn Kennedy and Miss Billy Kennedy and uh, the Kennedy family. So we're, we're suing CNN because the, they lied about our church and they lied about this dear man, besmirched his character, his life, and has mortified his dear widow, which is one of the greatest prayer warriors in our church. And uh, they lied. They absolutely positively lied. And our, our defamation lawyer said that uh, we have a slam dunk case. And uh, so we'll see how that goes. I don't wow. know what it's like to sue well, CNN. While we're at it, we're going to sue Newsweek, too. <laughs> maybe uh, L. Reeves will repent. Maybe. Maybe. Doubtfully. I, I tell you what, because once they, once they have to come off that money, they're going to be like, well, you know, L. Reeves, um, yeah. you got to go. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe we just need an apology. I'm not even looking for the money. Miss Billy don't even care about the money. I want them to apologize. I want them to have to eat crow and do another video or do another montage or another yeah. you know, statement and say uh we lied about pastor greg lock that's it's just crazy how how anything is just a spin and and it really in the last few years yeah. I, I would say that uh, ever since Pe- president trump was elected that we've been sitting here and all everything that comes out of cnn's mouth is a narrative and it's got some kind of agenda behind it and it's just all fear-based yeah and it's of it. all a bunch of crap yep literally Absolutely. It's a bunch of crap. It's nonsense. It is what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Spiritual warfare. (laughs) We don't fight against CNN and Newsweek and flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and spiritual wickedness in high places. And I do believe they're part of the spiritual wickedness program. The prince of the power of the air. Listen, it's no secret that the devil owns the airwaves in this nation and around the world. It's propaganda 101. Well, a lot of people would think that they're all acting independently. A lot of people would think that they're all acting independently of each other. And uh, boy, that was a tongue twister. Uh, Brian's speaking in tongues a little bit. He can't help himself. He's so full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> a lot of people, man. Would, woo, I tell you he what, gets I'm on just on point podcast. It. He can't help himself. <laughs> the, the anointing is thick in this room. Yes, nah, it is. Right. No, really. If you were just an average person, you would think, well, they're just doing their job. Yeah. But if you if you're awake spiritually, you can see the coordination between separate entities that look like they're not even connected, but we know that they're under a direct principality, a spiritual wickedness in high places. Yeah. And so when you when you see something like that, it, it's frightening because the devil is real. And a lot of times we want to put that to the corner of our mind and yeah. kind of, eh, you know, whatever, and uh, just go about our ordinary lives and just go back to sleep. But God calls us to more than that, to yes, be awake and to be aware and to be alive in Christ. And by the way, there's a difference in being awakened and woke. Exactly. The woke church is a joke church. I'm so sick of woke <laughs> politics and every, everything's racist and they're homophobic and everything's bad and horrible. Critical race theory. Everything's woke. Oh, we're woke. And so we have to be politically correct. No, Bro, it's, it's nonsense. They're afraid of their 501c3. And yep. not only that, they're, they they want to stay relevant. They want to be the next Joel Olstein church. Yep. They want to keep the money coming in. But they're going to find out that that's going to dry up, too. Yes, be- it's going to dry up. Because well, the hearts and minds and souls of people are drying up. Yep. Yeah, I'm convinced that when you're bold, the people show up and the resources show up. So we're, you know, we're not hurting for people or resources. Why? Because favor follows obedience, right? I don't have to be a motivational pop psychology guru that sits on a stool and tries to be politically correct. And so I'm sick of all this woke nonsense. Okay. And so Newsweek, we're going to sue them too, right? Speaking That's of being crazy. Woke. 
on top of the whole thing. You know why? Newsweek is a joke. You know what Newsweek said? Okay, Newsweek said, okay, I quoted. Here's what I said. I said, when they come to our tent and they impede upon our First Amendment right, we'll meet them at the door of the tent with our Second Amendment right. Okay, now I won't apologize for that. I know that's a crazy, bold statement, but at the end of the day, the Second Amendment protects the First Amendment. That's the way the Founding Fathers made it. Now, here's what Newsweek quoted me as saying. Pastor Greg Locke said that because of social media censorship of conservatives, we ought to take up arms against them. That is an absolute lie, and that is defamation. That's libel, and and that puts a target on our church's back, on my back, on our family's back. It's just nonsense. I didn't say anything about social media censorship of conservatives and that we ought to take up arms against them. I said when it comes to our First Amendment right, we'll meet you at the door with our Second Amendment right. How in the world can they get it that wrong and then not expect us to push back? That's crazy. I get a good answer for you. Okay, let me have Newsweek may have some good branding, but at the end of the day, they're no better than a star tabloid. The things that you see at the supermarket. I mean, if you look at their, their, like, daily postings and their daily yep. articles it's almost like a soap opera what was that thing called for years when was going up vampire boy remember all that that we saw elvis in walmart what what is that the ah, man the inquirer <laughs> the inquirer wants yeah, to know yeah. newsweek is the yes. new inquirer they are the inquirer you it's, are exactly it's, right it's terrible because newsweek used to be, actually take that publication seriously and do the news every week. Well, <laughs> dude, like they said, Elvis has left the building. <laughs> Common sense has left the building with that publication for yeah. sure. You can't take them serious. As a matter of fact, I would take them as serious as I take CNN. Yeah. Literally, they're on the same level. I bet they've done 20 articles on our church in the last, what, two months, three oh, months? Dude, At yeah. least 20. It's ridiculous. And they always show the same picture. Me standing uh, in the back of my Bubba truck, and there's like four no or five crowd. people that I was praying for. <laughs> they won't show the crowd. They won't show the they're tent. They're on that Donald Trump yeah, stuff. Absolutely. They're like, oh, this guy's got 10 people in his church. They won't show the 1,000 people that show up under our tent in the middle of a summer <laughs> heat wave, right? But well, they're still here. Oh, it's crazy. I know the Bible says not to uh, rejoice when something happens to somebody, but, you know, uh, pastor you can correct me for rejoicing in this moment and i'll take the i'll take the uh incurred wrath <laughs> the right wing watch got canceled on youtube yes it did and they were in they were obsessed with you dude yeah. they had like 10 articles in a row yeah. about you I on think the that's day- where newsweek normally gets all their fodder from from them but they're, they're still big on twitter and all that but yeah they got banned on youtube and they got banned on youtube trying to get other people banned on YouTube. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, the Bible says you roll a rock up a hill, it'll come back on you. You dig a ditch, you'll fall into it. So, man, I'm I, not I, real worried about I, it. I'm telling you, right wing walk state, their editor must be so demon possessed. Oh, absolutely. That he's obsessed with you. It's like the, the, the lady in the Bible with Paul that just kept following him yep. around and. I feel like the right wing watch was such, and so is Newsweek. They're just right behind them. Yeah, they must be. What's like, he going to say? What's he, at least they're watching. Huh? They are watching. At least Hopefully, watching. some people will be saved and repent. You know what's interesting? Somebody last night said, uh, "Well, I used to like your preaching, but seventy five percent of it is now politics, and twenty five percent is the gospel." I told him, I said, "If you can prove that statement, I'll give you five thousand dollars." <laughs> prove that statement. I want you to. I want you to listen to the last three months of Sundays and Wednesdays at our church, and I want you to give me the timestamps. How much time I take in one sermon to talk about politics, and how much time I take in a sermon to go verse by verse, line by line, talk about Jesus, talk about the kingdom, talk about all that stuff in the Bible, and then uh, compare the two. And if anybody, if anybody can prove that I preach seventy five percent more politics than I do gospel, I'm here to tell you right now. I'll give you five thousand dollars. Well, I'm going to do some editing, and then I'm going to be there right. You go. I'm, going to, I'm going to get that five. I need to go on a vacation. You know, when I mention the name of Joe Biden or Kamala or I do the Tom Hanks deal or what? It, listen, it it may it may take up three to five minutes of a sermon, right? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, nonsense. You get on a roll, dude. Once you once you get into a vein, 
Uh, you're going to extract that gold for whatever you can get out of it. And I don't right. apologize for preaching on politics because if we don't call out corrupt politics and wicked politicians, we're not going to have a platform to preach about Jesus anyhow. You're kind of a John the Baptist, a modern-day John the Baptist. He's a voice. People are just looking for a voice. The voice crying in the wilderness. Speaking of voice, yes, 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 we're going to do audible books. Please quit asking. <laughs> oh, man, I'm excited about that. Just yesterday, somebody's like, I'll, I'll get your two books, but I don't like to read. Well, that's cool. We'll do audible, and we're not going to hire anybody to do it. I'll do it in my own voice. You Actually, know? this is the voice we're going to be using. Chapter one. Chapter one. Chapter one. Oh, what, what was <laughs> James that? Earl Jones will be oh, narrating. I, Alexander Scorby, remember that guy? <laughs> uh, let me read some of my book here. Yeah. That was a long time ago. But as you still can tell, I'll never forget that night. I'm not saying you have to. Okay. Well, <laughs> but uh, anyhow, I remember when I, was, when I first got saved, I used to listen to Alexander Scobie. I think I listened to like almost the whole Bible with that guy's voice. It was the creepiest, coolest, most spiritual voice I've ever heard in my whole life. Well, let me, let me uh, chase a squirrel here since you're talking about narrating the squirrel. Bible. Um, I mean, first off, let me uh, acknowledge that you're going to do an audible. We're uh, really excited about not that. Not of the Bible. Not of the Bible. <laughs> that's a Actually, long book. that's next year. 791,328 words. That takes a long time. Anyhow. We're not sponsored by this app, but I'm telling you, the app Dwell oh, yeah, I've is seen incredible. Dwell. I've seen Dwell. Dwell is, I, I find myself listening to a whole book of the Bible. But we would like morning. to be sponsored by you, Dwell. Yes, Dwell. Please, <laughs> Dwell with us. Pastor Locke said he'll read a version of the Bible. I'll do it. He will. I'll do for it. For Dwell. In the beginning, gold created the heavens and the earth. That'd be good. Hallelujah. Hey, you know what? I'm just thinking about something random. Since this is the random show. This is the random show. This is the random show. Did you know after all this time that the Biden administration has been in, and after all of this talk of Kamala Harris never going to the border, she went and still hasn't went. (laughs) All she did was go to El Paso, stand in front of a plane, and uh, talked about what's going on at the border. She has no idea. She's never been one of the, the migrant children facilities. She's never seen the cartel situation. Look, I've got people, boots on the ground right now, that are telling me there was a time that they would go out on their ranch and critters were eating their cattle food, and now children are eating their cattle food, right? Kamala Harris is a joke. Now, she's waiting to be the president. Um, they want to knock off Sleepy Joe. There's no doubt about Dude, that. We're and they're waiting the for will. him to fall down some steps. But she, she still hasn't been to the border, and she still will not answer any questions and i promise you she has the most demonic cackle of any person that has ever been born on god's earth (laughs) i'm telling you this woman in his opinion (laughs) drives me crazy i mean she utterly drives me crazy when she laughs and when she talks i can't i can't take her serious i can't even look at her i really can't i mean it's it's unbelievable. People ask me all the time, when are you going to go back to D.C.? I'm like, well, uh, when Trump's president again, I'm not going back. I have no aspirations whatsoever to go mess with a, uh, a fraudulent Biden campaign and with Kamala Harris. These these people are they're, they're demonic. In my opinion. But In your demonic. opinion, 100 percent. But look, <laughs> check this out. Uh, everybody knows that knows. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously, Washington, D.C. is asleep at the will. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's nothing but like that. What was it? The cricket noise? No, oh, that was it. it. Oh, that was a good on. one, though. I like that. No. Yeah. That's like, what it sounds like in Washington right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a ghost town. Anyways, <laughs> I, I don't think it's that peaceful. But, you know, we're asleep at the will. And, you know, here's the thing. My question is, and this is on a much more serious note, you know, everybody's hopeful that Donald Trump will run again. Right. But what's our hope if he doesn't? Jesus. 100%. Jesus. Good answer. Yeah. Short and sweet and simple. Yeah. Well, we know Jesus is the hope, but he's going to give us some hope and some other people. I mean, you know, you got DeSantos. That dude would make a great president. A hundred percent. Michael Flynn. Do you ever think that like a state will get so tired of all the stuff that's going on and all the agenda that they'll say, you know what? 
we're going to kind of isolate ourselves. We're still part of the United States, but we're going to do our own thing. Uh, I don't know. There's a few of them talking about, uh, you know, what yeah. call it succession. I, <laughs> yeah, obviously that's not going to happen, but like where they're going to say, you know what? I don't care about your funding, DC. Yeah. You know, uh, we're going to do our thing. And well, we're DeSantis gonna... would be the one to do it. He don't care. Oh, Christy Nome. My goodness. Man, she didn't shut down Jack Spratt. I know. I was she, at the she, Amp Fest with her, man. She's super cool to talk to. And man, she took a lot of heat, but you know. It's, Millions it's, of people didn't die in her state, and she never closed anything down, never had any masks, never had any social distancing. So, dude. oh, it's beautiful. Yesterday, get this. Talk about revival. <laughs> I walked into Dunkin' Donuts yesterday. I'm a cup right here. Walked into Dunkin' Donuts yesterday. All the plastics down, no masks anywhere. All of the, the dividers are gone. All the floors six feet apart, nonsense, stickers on the ground. It's all gone. I asked the, the person, I said, I thought y'all, y'all couldn't do any of this till you got vaccinated. They said, well, they couldn't ask us legally. They can't force it. And so Dunkin' Donuts lifted their policies. Man. Just when all hope seemed to be lost that I was going to have to find another place to drink coffee, they That's, lifted their mask mandate. Let me, let me just tell you. Okay, so last week I had the opportunity to take a little spiritual sabbatical for a couple of days. And I was in black mountain, North Carolina. Yes, he was. And, um, I walked up to a coffee shop to get coffee and I was all about like, Oh, pastor Locke's got to come check this place out. Pastor Locke's going to love this place. I'm going to tell him about it. And so I walked up to a coffee shop in black mountain, not, not Montreat, but black mountain. And on there, unvaccinated customers, <laughs> please wear your mask. Oh my goodness, dude. I was so incensed when I saw that. I was like, what is this, Nazi Germany? What? Is, I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. Do I need to wear my little star on my on my arm? Papers, please. Jid. Uh, I mean, uh, not <laughs> Papers, my, please. Not, not, it's it's scary. It made it's me it, it, it made me incensed. I was yep. like, dude, you know what? I'm going in anyways without your stupid mask yeah, on. We're going there. I'm telling you. Papers, please. We're going there. We're getting there really, really quick. Really, That's really quick. Crazy. You know, we just had uh, our tour you know, Pulaski yeah. here under the tent. And uh, he's actually supposed to be coming back through. So I'm going to try to get him on the show here in the next week or two, a couple of weeks, next month. And uh, we'll work on that kind of on the back end. But but he said, look, if we don't stand, I'm telling you, he said, what's in Canada right now is coming across the border. It's coming to America. They're going to start jailing more pastors, shutting these churches down. What are we going to uh, do? He just lost, by the way. He just lost the, the lawsuit. He lost it. I mean, they're going to probably put this guy in jail again when he goes home. Wow, and, can you seek asylum? Well, uh, not in America anymore. Obviously. I don't know. It's it's just crazy. He can I seek mean, asylum in a, a state, can't he? Like maybe. go in and be like, "Hey, I seek asylum." Yeah, he and, needs to seek something because these people are crazy. But it's 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 not just coming here; it is here, and mm-hmm. uh, none of this stuff's been about health and safety. It's all been about compliance. Man, what do we? Uh, you know, sometimes when you're looking at all this, the circumstances, we know that the 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 world is a fallen place. We know who the prince and power of the air is. We know who the god of this world is, and yep. it's definitely not. Uh, uppercase G God, right. lowercase G God. Second and Corinthians four four tells it, us. What does it say? It says, "In whom the God, little G of this world, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them." So the devil doesn't care what you believe as long as it's not the truth. He's the God of this world. That's why he offered Jesus the kingdoms of the world in Matthew chapter four. Everybody's like, "Oh my goodness, he, how did he have the authority to offer the kingdoms of the world? Because the kingdoms of the world belong to him." But don't let that bother you, because Jesus is going to rip them right out of his hand, step on his nasty neck, send him down to the lake of fire, where he's going to burn with the rest of the nonsense. And so, look, the devil don't win. The back of the book doesn't say, "Oh me." Amen. (laughs) I sleep pretty good at night. The left don't win. God gets the last laugh. They can laugh at us now and Twitter can ban us now, but we get the last laugh. A hundred percent. You know, what's funny is that that the devil has made them look at us like we're ridiculous. Yeah. And they'll never know for the carnal mind can understand the things of God. Yeah. And uh, I was there before. Yeah. I've been there. Even as a Christian. Yep. I desensitized myself so much to the Holy Spirit. 
that my conscience became kind of seared in the sense that I wasn't seeing what God wanted me to see. And I was operating in the flesh as a believer. Yep. So if I'm one of those people and I'm just like listening to you and I'm like, dude, you're paranoid, dude, you're crazy. Gosh, man, this guy just needs to get a grip. Maybe one of those woke church people. Yeah. How can we as just everyday average believers go in and start to be awakened, so to speak. Well, you're going to have to get in the Word of God. You're going to have to get off Facebook and get your face in the book. Yeah, well, how, like yeah. when I was when I was operating in the flesh, I, I realized, you know, I couldn't even pick up the Bible and read more than a, right. two sentences. Because well, like, a lot oh. of it has to do, not a shameless book plug, but a shameless book plug with weapons of our warfare, right? Yeah. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We have to be able to put on the armor of God. That's why the subtitle <laughs> is Unleashing the Power of the Armor of God. Because people talk about it. Oh, yeah, I know about the helmet of salvation, the belt of the truth, the shoes of the gospel of peace and all that the breastplate of righteousness, but, you know, what does that mean? Well, the Bible says, first of all, you have to put it on. It's not something God puts on. Every bucket sits on its own bottom. If you don't wear the armor of God, it's your fault, not God's fault, not Trump's fault, not your spouse's fault, not your dog's fault. It's your fault. And so you have to put it on. And there's nothing that covers the backside because God's got your back and you're not supposed to be in retreat. And so my grandfather used to say the devil hates oncoming traffic. <laughs> and uh, so you're supposed to be oncoming traffic to the devil. So put on the armor of God. There's a reason that I wrote the book. And even more importantly, there's a reason Paul, under inspiration, gave us Ephesians chapter number six, because there's something about each one of those weapons of our warfare that are very important. But people aren't suiting up and booting up. They're just sitting around on their couch and their jammies watching Netflix all the time. And they wonder why their relationship with God is null and void and powerless. Man, you know what I, I, I found out in my own spiritual walk is... And it's everything that you're saying. Plus, for me, it was really because I couldn't bring myself to. And I was trying to. Yeah. And I was always, I. I need to. Or I'm going to. I'm going to. What you really have to do uh-huh. is get out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. And surrender. 100%. Holy, just like this. This is. I remember this prayer exactly. I was like, Lord, and some, some of us like our sin. We don't want to admit it. But we like being oh, yeah. the way we are. Yeah. And so what I've done and what I found was effective is I was like, Lord, you know, obviously you see that I'm enjoying this. There's some part of this that I'm enjoying that's part of my identity that I don't want to give up. So obviously you're going to have to do the doing. You're going to have to do the work. And so, Lord, I don't want to be like this. Mm-hmm. Romans yep. 5 and 6 and 7, I believe it is. Yep. I don't I don't want to be like this, but I, the, the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. Mm-hmm. And so, Lord... I surrender. And that was the catalyst for me to. Absolutely. It was. Yeah. I woke up the next, <laughs> the very next day and I couldn't get enough of the word of God. It's Amen. like it just took the veil off and I was like, oh, this is what I need. It just became alive. Yeah. absolutely. And I'd been working in the industry for seven years, six, seven years. Yeah. And, or professing my lips, <laughs> Lord, Lord. Yeah. And, and, and I was dead spiritually. Yep. But then he woke me up because I got out of the way. Absolutely. You know, everybody talks about, I don't have the ability. The only ability God wants is your availability. That's it. All you have to do is surrender. I don't care what your education is, what your marital status is, how much money you got in the bank or the lack thereof, how much you weigh, what color you are. All that's nonsense. Get that mess out of the way and just be available to the Lord. Give the prayer of Isaiah in chapter six. Hear my Lord. Send me. I'll do it. I'll Hallelujah. go where you want me to go. Do what you want me to do. Where you lead me, I will follow. What you feed me, I will swallow. swallow. And so, look, we got to do what the Lord wants. Hey, how about I close in prayer today, Brian? That'd be a good idea, right? I'm, we'll I'm close open. in prayer, and then I'll, I'll make the pastoral promise that we're going to start putting out some more podcasts. We got our new studio all set up, 
and uh, we got our team working on a lot of things behind the scenes on the back end and so it's freed me up to be able to have a little bit more time to do some more of these we got some great guests coming in both audibly and visibly and uh, you're going to be able to hear and see a lot of great things going on right here at on point with pastor greg Locke. but hey I want to pray for you right now. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus, that name that still allows devils to tremble when it is spoken. Father, we pray right now in Jesus' name, whoever's listening to this broadcast, you would encourage them. Lord, I know they're looking on Instagram and Telegram and Rumble, and they're they're going down the rabbit hole, and they can't figure out what in the world is going on in America. But Lord, we know that you are in control. You have not one iota at all renounced any of your glory or your authority. You're not fretting. You don't have basketball-sized ulcers. You're in control because we don't have a White House problem. We have a God's house problem. And you said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. And God, our land needs healing. So bless this broadcast. Whoever needs physical healing, mental healing, whoever needs some spiritual help, Lord, I pray that you would reach them through redemption and healing and the power of your Holy Spirit. Comfort them right now. And Lord, I pray that you would make us less of who we are by nature and make us more of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to thank you for it because it's in his name that we ask these things. Amen and amen. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to On Point with Pastor Greg Locke, and we'll be back real soon in the studio to give you more of why you came here to begin with, because I know you want to hear about faith, family, and politics.